0: Today's topic that we're going to deal with is quite a sensitive issue, something that's been going on in South Africa for quite some time now. And that is the issue of the land expropriation without compensation. And I would like to deal with this based on the questions that I've been receiving from my church members. I want to talk about this issue from the perspective of a pastor and not that of a politician. Now, there are several things I'd like to say about this, and I'd like to be as concise and brief as I possibly can be, uh, although I do know that there are many more things that could be said about the topic. The first thing I'd like to talk about is the fear and the panic that certain people feel towards the situation. As a Bible-believing Christian, we are supposed to make our uh, request known unto God We are supposed to cast our cares upon him, and the Bible says the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So the idea of a Christian getting worried about what the future might hold seems to be, well it is, out of step with what our Savior taught us. In Matthew chapter 6, he made it very clear. He's talking about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to put on. And he says that your Father in heaven knows that you have need of all these things. And then he says in verse 33, a well known verse, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. In verse 34, he says, take no thought for the morrow. Now, he's not saying that you're not allowed to consider the future and make plans. What he's getting at is you're not supposed to be worried or panicked about what the future might hold. Take no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And I fear that a lot of Christians in this nation are missing out on the blessings of today and their opportunities to make a difference in their community now because they're fearing what might happen weeks, months, or even years from now. Now, it should also be said when it comes to fear that a lot of the fear that is taking place is is rather unfounded. Um, Be sure that you're getting information about this situation from reputable and reliable sources. Uh, The Bible warns us about this. and In the book of Proverbs, it says that, "...the simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going." And I have found that a lot of the fear and panic that has been incited has happened because uh, someone is getting news or information from uh, some radical out there source. And uh, there's a lot of people that are just trying to stir up problems, and uh, they're speaking out of a place of hatred instead of actually trying to give genuine information that will help people make decisions about this and and react to it properly. So I. I I understand why some people might be afraid if if all of the radical things that they're hearing were true, but uh, folks don't believe everything you hear. Make sure you're getting good, solid information. Now, one of the questions that often comes up is if someone attempts to take my property, what is the proper Christian reaction to that according to the Bible? Well, first of all, you are allowed to speak up and tell the government that you don't agree. However, You must do it respectfully and peacefully. The Bible gives us an example of this in the book of Acts. Peter and the other apostles were commanded not to teach or preach in the name of Jesus, and they made their opinion heard. They said, we ought to obey God rather than men. They went ahead and disobeyed the command that was given by the local authorities but they were also willing to suffer the consequences. So if you do not agree with what the government's doing, you are allowed to make your voice heard, you are allowed to dissent, but never do you read in the New Testament, anywhere in the Bible, where Christians are gonna take up arms and go and revolt against the government. We do not take to the streets in riot. We do not stir up um, chaos within society. We are to be in submission to the government. We are to respect them. We are to give honor to the king, the Bible says in 1 Peter 2. That is the proper Christian response. The Bible also makes it clear that as a disciple of Jesus Christ, our attitude is to put God first and our walk with God first before our physical possessions. In Matthew 19 and verse 29, Jesus talked about His disciples having forsaken houses and lands, among other things. So in your heart, you should already have determined that no matter what happens with your property, you're going to continue following God and you are going to obey His commands regardless of how convenient they are, regardless of what it may cost you. And let me remind you, friend, that Christians from the very beginning, Directly in the book of Acts, we find them being persecuted, we find them uh, having their property, their land taken. In the book of Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 34, the writer of Hebrews says that these Christians took joyfully the spoiling of their goods. So that's the proper Christian and biblical response to someone potentially taking your, your property. Let me remind you that these commands that were given about respecting and obeying the government. They were not given while Christians were living in a land where the government favored them and were treating them well. They were living in a corrupt society with a pagan Roman government that did not like them. And yet, Peter, Paul, they made it very clear, Romans 13, Titus chapter 3, 1 Peter 2, that we are to be in submission and act respectfully towards the government. One of the other things that I'd like to encourage everyone that is listening to this video to do, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, we are commanded by Paul to make supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks for all men. Now listen closely to what he wrote in 1 Timothy 2, verse 2, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. We are supposed to be praying for our king, for our president, for all that are in authority. Now, specifically in the verse, we're praying that God gives them wisdom so that we can have peace and quiet in our nation and that we would be allowed to live a godly and honest life. We don't want to have to sneak around and perform our Christian duties uh, underground. We would like to be able to live with religious freedom, and we pray for that. We ask God to guide our leaders so that we have that freedom. Folks, right now in South Africa, we do have that freedom, and therefore we should be thanking God, according to verse one, giving thanks that God has led the leaders of this nation to allow us to have that freedom. In verse number three in this same passage, it says, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. According to this passage, we pray that God gives the leaders wisdom to govern the nation and allow us to have freedom to live out our Christian lives as the Bible tells us to, and we are to pray that God manifest Himself to these leaders and to all men for that matter so that they can come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ so that they can have a personal relationship with God through His Son. That's what Paul said in the next verse, verse 5, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. What troubles me is that so many Christians are reacting with fear, panic, worry. There seems to be a wedge being driven between people from from all walks of society through this issue. What we're missing is the great opportunity we have as Christians to show just how strong our belief is in the Lord Jesus and in the Bible. It is in these sort of trying times that we get to show how serious we are about our faith. What do you think would happen if we took the energy that is being spent in fear, panic, worry, complaining, gossiping? What if we were to take all of that energy and put it into prayer and evangelism? What if we were to take seriously what Jesus said when He commanded us to love our enemies and pray for them that despitefully use us. Perhaps you can take into account the few things that were mentioned in this video and you can check your own heart and your own life and make a decision today to approach this as an opportunity to show just how serious you are about serving Christ, to show that your property, your land, your house, that comes second to your desire to be a disciple of Christ, to be obedient to your Savior. Let's start treating eternal things as if they're more important to us than temporal things. I hope this video has been a help. I hope it's given you a different perspective on uh, the issue of land expropriation without compensation. Would you please join us in prayer for our leaders? Would you please join us in our efforts to take the gospel, not just to our leaders, but to everyone around us, and if you have any further questions about this topic or anything else, please, you're welcome to leave it in the uh, section below. You can find us on Facebook. You're welcome to come and visit us if you live in Pachasthruem at Bible Baptist Church. I hope this has been a help. May God bless you and have a great day further.